Welcome to Dark Days Radio presents Dark Hammer, a world of war. Well, sorry, worlds of Warhammer. What I was going to say instead was something not Warhammer. <laughs> worlds of Warhammer um, <laughs> a podcast. I've been doing other things recently that have war in the in there. Anyway, um, I'm one of the regular hosts, Chris, and I'm joined from uh, joined by as a guest host from Realm of Fire. I am joined by Rob. Hello, Rob. Hello there. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Um, I know the weather. Well, I mean, we're both based in the UK, so the weather's yeah. been boiling and then yeah. pissing it down. So it's that's life as normal for a British summer. Yeah, it rained so much the other day. I sat on my flat balcony and just read Neuromancer in the most Blade Runner way nice. I could. With the rain falling off the uh, balconies, uh, reading Neuromancer. So that's how I, I celebrated the break in the weather. Cool. Um, yeah, so we haven't had a Dark Hammer episode for a while, and there's been lots to read because Age of Sigmar 3rd Edition has been yes. released, and there's even more stuff coming out. Um, yeah. That will be the topic of this episode, which is the rise of the beast, because we are into a new age of Age of Sigmar to do with mm-hmm. the centering around um, beasts, uh, the realm of Gur, and, um, you know, monsters and everything. Yeah. Um, so with that though, uh, mm-hmm. we'll do a little bit of a uh, game update then. Mm-hmm. Um, so what have you been playing? I've been playing, curiously enough, Age of Sigma 3.0 um, since its release about a month ago now, I would say in June it released. Um, I've had a, a game a week uh, so far, which is good going. Um, basically learning, uh, putting down um, less than a thousand points and just giving it a go because the rules have changed. Um, not massively, but enough that it throws you off your game a little bit. Um, I've been, We've been exploring it. Me and my friends have been testing it a little bit. The first game we played, my opponent just went, right, I'm just going to field wizards and endless spells, basically, uh, just, to, <laughs> just to really play around. You know, we both like to push mechanics and game yeah. the limit a little bit so let's see if it stood up to that and it did every game i've had has been good good fun um started path to glory but i'm not going to continue with it and i'm not going to go into too much depth here you can listen to the latest realm of fire for that um but um at the moment i'm not sure the path to glory system is set yeah i think it needs a bit of work so that's been my takeaway but aos free big hit the 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 focus on the heroes, the focus on the command points and the monsters, it gives it a very heroic feeling, and it's heroic fantasy anyway. We all know that, but it's very you feel like you are playing with a couple of heroes and they're retinue. You're almost like Elric Corum style, you know. It, it's very you're playing with these people and these people shine on the battlefield. Yeah, I mean that's it's interesting you say that because there are these new kind of command. Uh, abilities in there mm. um there's also obviously there's um there's new abilities for abilities, so like your yeah. com- for, for monsters uh commanders yeah. can can use their force of will to um yeah. to negate Unbind spells so that's kind of nice if you don't have yeah. have a, a wizard in your especially if you're running a small army because again the rules yeah. support 750 points that's quite mm-hmm. small yeah. and also the points have been rescaled in mm-hmm. for all units to make armies also smaller so 
this feeds back into something we've said on Realm of Fire generally, like on the other, on the one episode, the first episode it was on, which is mm-hmm. GW, I think, realizing it's about smaller, faster games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that still feel warm. Um, yeah. Well, my friend, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, my curious. friend Field did an army that was, um, it was Slanesh, uh, and it was the Mask of Slanesh, it was the Infernal Enrapture, the, the, the Lady with the Harp made out of somebody's guts mm. um, because there's no grim dark and age of sigmar don't forget um, and you know the twins the the sort of master blaster character with the large guy who's walking yeah. and, and the uh, his sister on top and two units of demonettes and that was 750 points 23 models and we had a brilliant game it was a really back and forth it lasted five turns it wasn't uh, one of those games you play that's small and then it's over by turn three it bounced back and forth. The command point gives survivability. You can rally units now. You can heal up your characters. So at 750 points, it felt like a battle, you know? And and I, I say this on Realm of Fire as well, but honestly, I can see myself sticking at 750 for AOS 3 and having lots of That's interesting. Lines, you know? Because I do think after all, I think it has got a rules bloat to it. I'm not going to lie. It really does. When, when, you, when you've when you got, a, a, I imagine a 2,000 point army is going to send you a little bit off the rails occasionally. But um, 750 points, it feels like, and I mean this in the best way, it feels like third edition Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Like Interesting. you're down to a couple of characters, couple of units, couple of fun things. And everything's got their role to play. Because if you've got a monster, as you mentioned, they've got abilities. They can start smashing down terrain now. So if you're fighting the Silver Death and they're popping up their forests everywhere, you can send in your giant to just uproot the trees and throw them around the place. Um, it's very... It almost feels with a, it's got a baked-in narrative now to each of the games. Yeah. So ultimately, under under the hood, most of the rules are still the same, aren't they? With the, the turn <laughs> sequence and everything else, it's really... Yeah these yeah. command abilities and um and the monster abilities and yeah. they've defined a few more things as well haven't they because mm-hmm. we've got we've got wizards we have priests yes so they dis- they dis- dispel unbind spells in a slightly different manner and obviously they have basically prayers which kind of yeah. like spells but kind of not um yeah. we now have totems yeah so that's like the and, yeah. Um, Avatar of Cain mm-hmm. um, is a totem. Mm-hmm. Is it Avatar of Cain? Do they call it Avatar so. of Cain? Yeah. The the the, the one yeah. that steps off the cauldron of blood. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool because I mean, yeah, for me, I've got like three armies that are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, two of a ridiculous size. They're like definitely two thousand points. <laughs> right. And I've got my witch elf army, which is a solid thousand. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, all of them. And also with Warcry, I've got mm. one, two. Three cult or bands, right? The Furies, the Raptorix, some spawns that I still need to paint, mm-hmm. and a few chaos, um, chaos yeah, big boys. Of, uh, what is it? The Nurgle Lord of Plagues, I think, or whatever he's called, right, yeah. fat boy with the axe, and yeah. the the Beautiful. the slaughter priest, and I've also got the the gaunt summoner. So using either one of those as a hero, that's a 750 point army right there so um and that's actually now playable uh with Mm -hmm. chaos actually since um since uh the bellacore book i believe so it's all really good fun actually it basically age of sigma's 
just nuts, and you can do a lot with it. Yeah, it's brilliant. The scalability um, of it is is great. But yeah, I've not done any gaming like that. I've obviously yeah. I've only just had my second vaccination, yeah. and I'm waiting. I'm being cautious oh, uh, yeah. until I can do some in person gaming. Role play wise, we are doing the when when this is going out uh, in a week's time will be the final session of our streamed uh, Iron Kingdoms RPG. So that's the second edition of that. So mm-hmm. that's been good fun because obviously that's based on a war game. Uh, that's been that's been really good. I mean, to get reacquainted with Iron Kingdoms because it's a great setting. And again, it's like I've got reacquainted with the war game as well for that. And mm-hmm. uh, I've got some battle groups, and again, it's that idea of I can just put that on the table and play that, and you know, it's a half-hour game. Like you don't yeah. need to precision measure like they do with those tournament players for War Machine and Hordes. <laughs> uh, that's just not my stuff. And two D, who wants template terrain? Two D terrain. Blech. Come on, nauseating. Go. Got that? Go play Advanced Squad Leader. I'm not. I'm not putting Advanced Squad yeah. Leader down there, but. There's better games. If if you if you if you're not interested in the spectacle, there are better games out there. Exactly. I mean, if you you may as well play like I don't know. Um, if you want two D terrain and stuff, you may as well just start playing like um, Underworlds and stuff like that, yeah. which is grid based. Um, anyway, um, we're gonna get into some gaming news. Yeah. Listen, do you know your D8s from your D12s? Do you know your modifiers from your bonuses? Do you know your destiny points from your story points? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Either way, you should check out What Am I Rolling? A twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast. Catch up on previous episodes on the What Am I Rolling website, that's www.wairpodcast.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, adventurers need not apply so (laughs) okay so obviously related to this is um there are tons of new intro boxes for age of sigma which is great uh you know i'm thinking i might grab one just because it gives me five of those new stormcasts with the spears because they're kick-ass looking yeah um and just so i can paint some um Cruel Boys, the new Whoa. sneaky orcs, the cunning yeah. orcs, orcs mm. in uh, in Age of Sigma, and we'll talk a bit a bit more about them when we get into the main segment because they they bring a lot of flavour to uh, mm-hmm. the the world uh, yeah. in a way that I don't think the Uruk range so far had. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we got we said there's a new rule book. There's the General's Handbook. Yeah. General's Handbook is like is freaking great and it has all the points yeah. in there and the the army roster type thingy um obviously there's going to be new tomes for cruel boys or for oryx and yeah. uh stormcast which yeah. is good uh and there's more terrain they, new terrain which looks amazing yes it does really beautiful stuff have they hinted the next book they've said chaos haven't they but i think that's as far as we know i'm not too certain i think yeah possibly chaos would make sense yeah, and I think people are thinking maybe Nurgle because technically they never got a second edition battle tome. So mm. uh, we'll see, though. That is pure conjecture. So take that with as much salt as you can eat. So that's great. 
Uh, and then obviously off the back of all of that and related to the fact we're talking about the uh, Age of Beasts, mm-hmm. um, we've got new dragons. Yeah. They are pretty amazing. Where did they come I from? Think. Where did they come from? That wasn't yeah, that wasn't a thing. <laughs> that, that, you know, everything there's always the the undercurrent of oh yeah, you know, even when you don't not quite sure what it is, the Kragnos stuff was like, oh, something's coming. I swear these dragons have just dropped literally dropped out of the sky. The so basically for a kit that makes two uh, two versions. Yeah. Um and they're huge. Like in size, I th- I'm not too certain what base size they're on, but they look big. They look big, look very big. I wonder if they are um Kragnos base sized, yeah. And the things that come to mind with it is a, I like these dragons more than the um, the star drakes. The star drakes are too <laughs> chunky. Um, mm-hmm. I they just ne- I'm never buying one of those. I, I'd sooner buy was it the the Toralin Toralion for a Stormcast than a star drake. I, the, just the Star Drake are very masters of the universe, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just... I, I, I like the concept execution less so. They're a little bit toy-like. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other cool things off the back of the dragons that made me start thinking, because obviously we've heard a lot about the old world recently and a bit more about mm-hmm. it is square bases, it is 28mm, it is... The best of all Warhammer versions out there, so we'll see what that means in practice. Um, and we've learned a bit more about the world, and you know, we've got quite a lot of it's looking like a lot of the human world. So basically, the old world is to Warhammer as Horus Heresy is to 40k because mm-hmm. we're going to have the age of three emperors. But these new dragons, do you know what it made me think of? Dark elves, dark elves on dragons, because you could mount, Ooh. you could do a fantastic version of Malekith on one of these dragons. Ooh, that would be good. You could even have both kits and have Malekith and um, his mum, whatever she's called. Marathi. Marathi. A pair of them. Uh, Yeah, so I think there's a lot of opportunity and I think um, I'm sure we will see these kits turn up in armies for the old world. Um, speaking of which, we said Old World. We've already just said exactly what they're they're doing. Um, mm. It's it's classic Warhammer. Um, it is. I, my I, suspicion. I'm... Go on, yeah. Go on then. Well, I was going to okay, say I'll go with my suspicion. Yeah, but you're going to go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I am. Um, I think got a bit of a reputation as a bit of a shill for Games Workshop recently uh, because I'm quite positive about their production output. The Old World. Yeah is one of their products I have literally no interest in. I couldn't care less. And I'm I feel bad saying it, but I just have no I don't care. I don't there's nothing that will, will come out in that that you can't already do in Age of Sigma now. I am in the same camp. I'm okay. definitely in the same camp. I can see that they can very quickly get people into playing for it because um we have Empire Range still sold today. <laughs> yeah. And so you literally can go, well, I want to play Old World. You'd be like, just collect an Empire Army, pick which part of the Empire you are against everyone else. They've got Empire Armies. Who cares? They're, yeah. you know, a different faction. So yeah. Yeah, done, dusted. The only thing I would say is if I was to collect an Empire Army for that region, I would mostly paint it up 
so it was part of is it Austin? No, it's not Ostermark. Which one was it? Which is the province where Mordheim's based? Ooh, ooh, that's a deep dive. You you continue, and I will do some behind the scenes. Uh, I remember its name. Yeah. But basically, that's kind of what I would do. Is like you know, uh, an army that has that kind of feel like their their original you know capital is gone, yeah. so they're a bit dishevelled. Right. That's all yeah. I'd really want to do. And again, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, you know, they'll be thinking of like, yeah, no one's got time to want to paint like mm-hmm. really big units ranked up. Like yeah. they're gonna have to think about the play style to get people into it quick. Yeah. Very much so. So it is Ostermark. See what they do with that. Ostermark. It is Ostermark. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. Um, Obviously, the aim is that everyone's previous armies are usable for it. So the guy that burnt his Dark Elf army, haha. But you know, um, (laughs) but I mean that's good. I mean, if you wanted that, and the fact is, the position to do it. So good. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. To be honest, Um, if if I were to play something old world, what I would do is pick up the um, relevant books for Warcry and just field Cities of Sigmar versus Skaven, for example, for Mordheim. And you've got it. You can play that. It's done. It's covered already. Yeah, you could do that. That would be really good. Or you can just play Mordheim. I think Mordheim would be just as fun. Um, there's plenty of good terrain that would work for that now. Mm. And actually, in this day and age, with all the MDF um, Laser Cups, yes. there's, it's, a, it's a brilliant time for that type of stuff. Um It'll be interesting to see what they do and sculpts. We're still like yeah. what a, definitely two years out from release, I would say, uh, yeah. at most, Long time. Long or at time, least yeah. anyway. Um, other things, kill team. Oh my god, um, <laughs> it's it's looking like it's the best of all worlds of trying to take. Uh, mechanically, I'm seeing things like you don't have to care about range except for pistols. Yeah. That's very much like the Batman miniatures game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Action points, that's very much kind of Necromunda Warcry play style. Um, The measurement of ranges, people get pissy about about oh it's a it's a dot for a two inch right. or it's a triangle for th- the for representing three inches and it's a it's a pentagon for representing yeah. four inches etc etc. And I've got a re I've, I thought about this right. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. If you only give dots. So if your if your movement is 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 put as two dot, or if your movement is put as two triangle, yeah. yeah. What happens? Well, what's really easy to do is if you have to rescale, if you have to go, oh, we need to rebalance some stuff. Like things mm-hmm. aren't moving as fast as we thought, or mm-hmm. the range is a bit out on these pistols, uh, and all the pistols have been balanced using the mathematics, right? That there's yeah. some Excel sheet with the maths on it. Yeah. You don't have to change that number on a card. I know it's not actually as ideal because, like, Warcry, the cards that you get for your Warcry characters, for your models, yeah. the, the brilliance of those is there's no there's no English language, there's no language on them at all. There's just numbers yeah. and symbols. So they're actually, yeah. you can localize them mm-hmm. uh, to so any region. Yeah. So I think there's something going on there where they're thinking like, does this give us some scope to do stuff in future? Mm-hmm. I don't um, know. That's yeah, the game designer I... in me thinking. Sure, I don't see why people are so het up about this. People are like, oh, it's for, it makes it for children, and I demand that my game about fungus orcs versus space clowns is is not for children. 
And it's like, if you've got an issue with that, don't worry. Really don't worry about it. <laughs> just like, just just change it to inches. If that makes you feel better, just change it to inches. It will take you two seconds. Um, I like it. I'm a big fan of iconography. I think Fantasy Flight games have shown that mm-hmm. iconography can... You can do everything with normal numbers and dice, but there is something... I do think it does tap to... Maybe it is a childish thing, but in a good way, it taps to that. Cool, I understand that. Immediately, you're just like, cool, I get that. When you're playing something like the Star Wars FFG games, and you roll all the dice and all the symbols come up, and you're like, okay, it's a success with a bit of advantage. You read it immediately, and I think a move towards symbols is good. You look at Blackstone Fortress, and that's all symbols. I shoot with a square. I dodge with a triangle. Works brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's looking cool. There's going to be new orcs. Uh, there's there's the commandos. There's new orcs anyway out. That's um, yes. basic orc boys look fantastic. There's the Ooh. new uh, beast, uh, beast uh, orc. Uh, what are they called? Beast snaggers. Yeah. Um, Kill Team's got new orc terrain. So if you're into Gork and Morker, it's yeah. great. If you if you <laughs> still play Speed Freaks, it's great for that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you play 40k, it's going to be amazing for that. I'm actually going to get like the core book for it because I've got like, you know, I've got Gene Sula Cult, I've got yeah. uh, Necromunda Gangs that can easily be used as like a, a tech com group uh, for a uh, guard or something like that. I've got Plague Marines and and um, uh, Shamblers for Poxwalkers for yes. uh, a, a squad. So it's all right. it's easy. I've got stuff. Yeah. Um, well- it looks like a Plague Marine squad is three miniatures, it said in the preview. And some Shamblers, I think, yeah. Walkers, I think. Yeah. So it'll be pretty fun. Yeah. Nice. Mostly they're going to do, hopefully if they've got rules for um, Traitor Guard, then I'm sorted. And uh, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, okay, so role-play-wise, uh, mm-hmm. Redacted Records is on the horizon. This is a part one of a series of things that will be then, I think, I believe will be in a printed book. Uh, so this is new rules, new stuff for the game. This first part, I believe, is focusing on space hulks of all yeah. different types that uh, loiter around in the uh, the sector of the Gilead system. So that's mm-hmm. more role play stuff. There's going to be weapons, more classes, stuff like that. So that's always good for 40k. Horndrat and the Horndrat Companion have been out for a bit. Um, there's more stuff on the horizon for Warhammer, but Horndrat's important to me because I wrote on it, so that was fun. Uh, play it, play it, play it. It's an insane <laughs> fourth part that replaces something rotten in Kislev. Uh, Seraphon for Age of Sigma are coming, well, are out as a PDF. They're playable Lizardmen. Yeah, which is nuts. really, really good little book, that little PDF um, release, because it's not only that, it's also a lot of hooks and a lot of... Um, sort of expanded fluff for, sorry, expanded lore for Seraphon in general. So if you Mm. are listening to this on the miniature side and you happen to collect Seraphon or want to know what's going on with them, that is worth picking up as a background text. You can ignore the couple of pages of rules and it's just a nice little source book, really. Interesting. Mm. Uh, And then the other thing out is Storm and Steel, which I need to, I really need to grab. So this is basically... Uh, rules for equipment, uh, flying vehicles like the mm-hmm. Caradron uh, Skyships and all other paraphernalia, really, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's got um... like crafting and sort of making your own equipment, and yeah. it, it's get it's one of those player source books where you're really you're really 
diving deep. It's very much, I think, for the players, this one. It's the only one I haven't picked up yet. I've got a bit of a backlog of Soulbound stuff I'm waiting to arrive. Uh, so I thought I will hold off on this one. But it's very much a player options book, more for the Fire Slayers, more for the Cauldron. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, more options, more fun. That's role-playing. So that's the uh, gaming news. There's more than likely more stuff that will that will come out by the time this drops. But there's um, there's lots of good stuff on the horizon for roleplay in the uh, Warhammer worlds. So now we're going to move on to the main segment, which is the rise of the beast. Okay, yes. so Age of Sigmar 3rd Edition is really, as we said, focused around beasts. There yes. are new abilities in the war game for beasts. Beasts okay. feature a lot. We have Kragnos, this god mm-hmm. uh, that escaped the beast grave, who has found his entire race in the realm of Gur are like long gone and dead. Mm-hmm. He's now huge and powerful and is looking for revenge or yeah. something. Obviously, there's lots of things that led up to his release. That's this kind of the Broken Realms, you know, which kind of, I guess, are the cracks in reality that allow such a entity to to um, escape. So we've had Bellacor's, um Chaos Storm in the re- in over the realms that prevents uh, the reforging process to happen when a Stormcast dies. Mm-hmm. We've had the Necroquake end. Yes. Had the Necroquake end. Mm. It's over. It's done. <laughs> Finally. It's done. Yeah. Um, Techless bitch slap Nagash back to the Black Pyramid. Mm -hmm. Um, He really did. I mean, it's not been good for Techless as well, but um, But, I think like some spirit thing got like killed, didn't it? The spirit of the moon or something got. Yeah. Not killed, but, you know, laid low. Yes, it's not. It wasn't perfect. And Techless really took it out on Nagash. um, But Nagash really overextended himself, which makes sense. The whole of second edition really was about Nagash and his his tendrils across the realms, you know, which led to, you know, he, he attacked the Varenspire. That's how, that's how high his hubris got. He he went into the realm of chaos. <laughs> so I think it, it was about him. high. I say good for him. <laughs> I say there's good people on both sides with death and chaos. Um, but he got so high that Teclas just uh, was like, right, that's enough now. And he'll be back. Of course he'll be back. He's Nagash. How many times has he been destroyed? But, you know, for now, death is laid low for a while. Yep. Um, then Marathi, as we know, she's a god. <clears throat> she mm-hmm. uh, absorbed tons of souls out of Slanesh, the elven souls. She absorbed souls of elven kings of old from the world that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe one of those souls was, was actually even that of her, of like one of her previous lovers or or an elven king or something like that and that's why her ritual didn't go quite as planned why she's was a twin wasn't it yeah yeah so you know you've got marathi kane so she's now (laughs) fully absorbed the last embers of kane uh and that's kind of weird for her cult because obviously (laughs) her cult thought kane was still about and (laughs) she's been lying so She's got a reckoning to come with even her own people in mm-hmm. some some places. Uh, obviously, spawn from Slanesh's belly was the um, what was it called? The 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 the, the newborn. 
something the was newborn the new... and that became those yeah. yeah and it became those two demon princes didn't it it's did mm-hmm. it split into those demon princes or was it born from yeah. them the i think it birthed princes? them but i don't think that's all that's yeah. going to birth from it i think it's a kind of gelatinous goo that's going to be producing things for a while yet so that's fun um yeah. <laughs> obviously anvil god fell which is mm. awesome i really love anvil god mm. as a location technically um, technically anvil god stands actually if you uh oh well, yeah it depends how you read it <laughs> But yes, that's great. So, that's a really good story beat. And then obviously, I think Lariel has done some stuff. So like life is, you know, uh, the realm of Gyron and life is ebbing once more. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of got this whole new flux of life energy and beast energy on the rise. And that yes. really sets the world in a, on a new axis, as it were, because... Mm-hmm. There are some new factions we've not seen. So we've got the Cruel Boys who are coming out of the swamps and these they're Uruks that are kind of kind of slim, kind of sneaky, yeah. kind of yeah. not bulky, um, very much tied to life and using uh, the using nature as well and yeah. beasties. And oh my god, we didn't say like that new bloody um Vulture, Vulture is oh so straight out of Clash of the Titans. Yes, it's like Clash of the Titans meets Dark Crystal. Like it's like just this absolute. Just look it up if you listen to this podcast. Just look at Gone to the Warcom site and have a look because that is that that I guarantee will be a Golden Demon winning like entry. By yeah, right. Like that is definitely going to be something that someone does something magical with. And then we've also got new Stormcast, who are these another forging, which have, uh, let's say, their armor plating is more refined. Uh, mm-hmm. They're bigger again. When they die, they exploding lightning and therefore pierce back through the chaos storm, so they can be reforged. Mm-hmm. Um, when they teleport into battle, there's even more explosive lightning. So the thing that I would say stylistically is, I feel Games Workshop is again doubling down on kind of that kind of epic Greco-Roman kind of themes. Yes, yes, I'd agree wholeheartedly on that. I've been with the Stormcast. Do you know what? I've been doing a little bit of comparison because this is what I do with my life these days. I don't think they are that much bigger. I think they're stood taller. And I do think that makes quite a difference. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Right, yeah. The armour is way more upright, isn't it, in a way? It's way more... Um, streamlined so it gives them that height that you they do they, 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 i saw a lot of people saying oh they've primaris them and they haven't you know the difference between a primaris marine and a tactical marine is massive the difference between a liberator from first edition and one of the new boys is uh, they've, stood, they've got better posture basically um and yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're great, and I love the touches that because Grung, Grungi or Grungi, I never know how to say it. So I'm gonna say Grungi. Grungi. It's Grungi. mostly rolled in together. Grungi. Yeah. Oh, okay. That dwarf lad, Dwardin lad, um, because he's helping. I love the touches that you get on the armor, the badges, the beard, the you know his icon, and that's just that again. It's a story beat that's just put in there. Sigmar's fought back against chaos. It's not gone a hundred percent. So now he's getting the band back together and, you know, we're seeing that in the miniatures. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some, like, um, Alarial 
based Stormcast, effectively, you know, with her touches. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I just wonder if each of the gods of order will be able to give their touch and create a sort of a unified force, if that makes sense. Oh, Malarian Stormcast, that would be hot. Yeah, like Shadow Shadow Ranger kind of things. Yeah, absolutely, why not? Uh, I know what I would do design-wise for that is, do you know the Gold Smoke Knight from Kingdom Death? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Well, it's basically a um, it's a dude. It's basically this huge, huge monster um, mm-hmm. relative to the humans in the game, who is a suit of armor, uh, yeah. which um, but he has smoke pouring out of the gaps in his armor, and that oh, would nice. really be a good way of representing a reforging of elves from the realm yeah. of uh, Ulgu. Oh yes, um, I've just I've just um just literally Googled it and yes, agreed that that would be a perfect representation. Yeah. That would be really fun. Yeah. Um yeah, I I I mean I'm I the thing is, right, I really like Stormcast. I have an army of Stormcast, and what sold me on Stormcast was Stormcast in second edition because the uh what what's the what's the what are they called? What type of stormcast are they in? Oh, uh, Sacrosanct. The... Sacrosanct. <laughs> Sacrosanct, yeah, chamber. enclave, conclave, enclave. sorry, chamber. chamber. Yeah. I can't remember. Some like magic ones, and it was just the fact they had robes as well on their mm-hmm. armor. It just gave them a bit more of that kind of dy- gave them a bit more of a dynamic feel to them than the kind of chunky boys with the hammers in first edition. <laughs> yeah, the the hammers were a problem when it became a hammer carrying a hammer with a hammer cloak. Like it really got very. To the point of this, like, even from the first releases, Liberators looked cooler with swords. Hammers are, are fine, but they can look a bit dumb. Um, I, I, I love Stormcast. I'm a big proponent of Stormcast, and I've, I've said I, I really like them because they are living this eternal hell, basically, of war, death, reforging, war, death, reforging. It'd be terrible. It would be absolutely terrible to be a Yeah, story. it is terrible. <laughs> like, great. I get to remember every single one of my deaths. I forget everything I knew about myself and lose my humanity. And then I get to be reforged and fight some disgusting beast in the swamps. Great. This is this is what I wanted. That's my because... reward for fighting chaos. <laughs> because we got these new Stormcasts, I think we could potentially have like a schism where some of the older forgings go rogue. And you get a sense of that anyway, because sometimes yeah, yeah. certain Stormcast um, forces get a yeah. little bit too zealous with the word of Sigmar and start killing a lot yeah. of humans. Um, is it Celestial Vindicators who would be, is it them that would be very much at home in 40k? They're, they're very... Uh, which one? Like, which one? They're in white armor, I, I think. That's the well, yeah, they are. It is them, yeah. I've got... Yeah. I, my army is Celestial Warbringers, the ones War, that do yeah, the signs of portents. They're great. The red they're ones. Great. Red and white. Red, red. Um, yeah. They're fun. Anyway, yeah, so Stormcast. Yeah. New Stormcast. <laughs> it's cool. And there's also big boys with big hammers, big shields. Um, uh, there's, un, there's undoubtedly going to be some more things. There's more characters. Obviously, yeah. the, the, main, the main point we should always make is that Stormcast look, Stormcast suck when painted gold. <laughs> I still stand by Stormcast <laughs> look, look naff like that. Yeah, anyway, yeah. 
yeah. So that's kind of like the cliff notes of what where how we've got to where we are. Yes. And we're gonna really want to ask what we want to get into is what can we do from this edition? What does this edition inform us about role playing? And I think the thing you brought out in your in the notes, Rob, that you mm-hmm. you brought up. That's I think the big thing is we're really learning more about how how these crusades work and how these cities of Sigma, which are really the place where your player characters are going to spend a vast amount of their time, how those come about. Because we've now got images that show insane shit happening. Yes, very much so. So explain what a Dawnbringer Crusade is. Sure. So a Dawnbringer Crusade is when basically it's decided that the the realm of Sigma or the, the... the, the, the holdings of Sigma need to increase. Um, a Dawnbringer Crusade will be called um, at, at one of the major free cities. Um, there will be a basically an orgy of religious ecstasy as people are whipped into a crusade friendly uh, frenzy. It's by the very you know word crusade you get a uh, you get a, a sense of it. But also in a way it also has the uh, trappings of a like classic Islamic jihad as well. That you're going out to take this land for the the god. You know you're not you're not going to punish an enemy. You're going to take some land. Um, and it's really interesting because these are formed usually around a core of stormcasts that will lead that they're going to lead the people out. Then you've got just swathes of volunteers and volunteers I'm using very much in the workplace term that some people will be volunteers. A lot of other people are just going to go because it's the best thing to do. Because if you join one of these uh, crusades, you are forgiven of any previous sins and crimes. This is all brought up in the Dominion book by Darius Hinks. Um, you are forgiven of a crime or so it's a way to disappear basically so if you're having a hell of a time in whatever free city you live in you join one of these crusades you are given a tiny um, token which is believed to be a part of the the old world uh, a token of malleus whether it is or not we'll find out Um, and from that moment on you are a member of the crusade and your your sins are forgiven Um, and off you go and you're going to march out into the wilderness with three guild soldiers, Dwarden cogsmiths, uh, maybe some elves if they get off their asses and help, um, and some Stormcast Eternal, and they're going to find a patch of land and produce a new city. They're going to create a, a settlement, a rough sort of settlement, and then from there, hopefully, a city will grow. However, most of them just get eaten the moment they step out of the walls and um, particularly in the realm of Gur, which is the focus currently it's not a good place to go out or wandering because you will literally get eaten by the ground um but that's our idea they are the most extreme medieval crusade and jihad mixed with a sort of western and i mean old west style off to get some land so there is a kind of there's an element to them i do and don't like because they are the forces of order. But what I like about Age of Sigmar is you don't have forces of good and evil. You've got order, but that doesn't mean good. Um, mm. but they are the focus. But what they're going out to do is something that has obviously sort of parallels in the real world of very negative things. And your lines are going to... Your mileage will vary on this. You can either just go, do you know what? It's actually... It is about a god king going out to fight 
a god of death with a big hat. So I'm I'm fine with this. It may rankle, it may smack of um, of colonialism and stuff, but it is up to you. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to pass judgment on what you decide on that. It is an excellent vehicle for role playing because yeah. it's a massive exploration quest. That is exactly what it is. It is going out. They might have an idea of where they want to go, and often these crusades are based around a saint, usually a saint from the the free city, and they will say, "I have had a vision from Sigma, and Sigma says we need to go a hundred leagues west." You know, and they'll go there and they'll find a hill, and they'll be like, "Well, that's obviously the hill they meant, so let's build here." But for role playing, what a, if you're playing something there, you're attached to one of these Dawnbringer Crusades. You go ahead and have a look, and then you've got a hex crawl right there. You can play uh, a hex crawl game of let's find out what's ahead of us, and then if we get to the end, if we are one of one in twenty crusades that make it, you've got you've almost got a West Marches um, style there. You've got your new location that you can build and you can add to, and you can operate from out of that. So really, it gives you. A yeah, really I can good see, campaign I can see basis. Like, uh, Storm, uh, sorry, uh, Soulbound being like the the vanguard of this, and as you say, protecting yeah. the the saint, or um, maybe mm-hmm. preventing the the crusade being perverted by some you know yeah. cultists that are in their midst. Um, yeah. There's really interesting information about how these crusades occur. You know, you've got these floating, um, <laughs> literally floating bits of 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 yeah. uh, of earth, of rock, upon which prefabricated buildings are, are, are hauled upon. Uh, so everything floats into position or is on the back of even more gigantic beasts. Um, I really like the idea that everything's prefabricated, they get somewhere and they just like slap it down there and build yes. as quickly as they possible around it. Well, um, yeah, that's what the so the I- so- <laughs> Crusades are the Ikea of the Warhammer worlds. Um, with their prefabricated homes that you can buy. <laughs> Only in Sweden, though, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's always a pilgrim um, over at the end. You're always like, oh, what do I do with this one now? Yeah, there's always... <laughs> um, there's some really cool stuff, though. Like, they'll bring, like, a rock that's been taken from Gyron that's able to create fresh water. They'll fo- they'll pick somewhere which is the centre of magical energy, like it has a realm gate or an ancient mm-hmm. shri- uh, shrine. So these are often going to be where ancient tombs and old cities from the age of myth exist mm-hmm. um that's really cool so it's about reclaiming old lands but also yeah. i guess dealing with the human tribes that have sprung up since the age of myth Absolutely, those yeah. human tribes obviously could also be chaos tribes because mm-hmm. they're they're, they're going to be a bit crazy or they'll just then they're going to feel like the people that are moving in are not really natives even though they should be natives because yes. they're the refugees that fled to azure the realm of yes. heaven and then came back so there might be some some uh uh some you political uh, yeah. issues there and that is explored in so the all... dominion book uh, by darius hinks actually yes. there is a, there is a, a bit of a conflict between the azurites and the uh, the gurians isn't there uh, yeah, and that happens a lot. Like it happens in every um, in every city of Sigma. It, there's that description exactly comes up in in uh, stuff to do with like uh, uh, Anvilgard or yeah. um, Greywater or, or places mm-hmm. like that. Um, See, so yeah, I really like the idea that you know of these huge 
huge buildings being brought into position. Mm -hmm. Again, that means a character that it makes endeavors really interesting in, in the role play game because then your yes. downtime is maybe you go, oh, my endeavor is to ensure that the the uh, the lodestones or the megaliths are like magically attuned to to yeah. defend the the, right. the 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 settlement. Hadn't thought of that. Like that would be a, such a good little source book, like a a settlement life endeavors kind of thing. Like if you're a, a ranger going out to trap some of the local wildlife or clearing the lands around, kind of thing. That's a really good shout. Um, and then there's also a little bit in in about the Dawnbrink Crusades about like how they'll use the relevant material in the realm to to give its settlement its defenses, and that will that will also color it so obviously in gyron there's a lot of like ossified bones of ancient monsters so dinosaurs yes. etc are going to feature heavily in the defenses so the, the the palisades are made of actual giant bones um mm -hmm. that would be kind of cool uh there's and you know these cities start off as like you know a few a few um prefab buildings that look like cathedrals and so forth and um mm -hmm nexus siphons and yes. and these spiritual barriers by 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 um by these statues of sigma and so forth but then as you go on do they're going to make lean-tos and you mm -hmm. know uh simple buildings and eventually it'll evolve and speaking of evolutions of cities um you know there's a brilliant there's a brilliant spread that kind of shows all these elements of a small yes. settlement Yes, the Fundian Freehold. Yeah, and then we've got, obviously, and I think this is most important, the maps in this book are oh, tons more detail than we've ever seen. Like, Akshay, I think we know, like, the back of our hand now. <laughs> but, um, but like, we've now got, like, uh, Chamon and Ulgul, and uh, we've got a segment of Haish, and yeah. more about... Um, uh shaish detailed yeah. and that also comes with like new descriptions of cities we've got cities like what have i listed cities that are interesting we've got um oh let me find my list of cities that are interesting we've <laughs> got lethis in, in we've got vindicarum in in chamon which has this huge shard of 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 sigmarite or the uh, called the spear of malleus that's, that's off it. its coast that's excelsis that's excelsis sorry okay um come back to because excelsis a different one yeah excelsis is an rpg setting literally baked to perfection so we'll come back to that in a second yeah um we've got uh a bit more on like hammerhall uh and in both actually and gyron we learn this is the thing you know when when an rp when a, a setting is developed enough that you know how people live in that world because yeah. we've got details like oh in Gyron, they live on grubs and bugs yeah like okay yeah. so most of what they're eating there is actual like um various strange gribbly worms and and they'll have woks filled with spiced uh sauteed like mm -hmm. crickets and stuff like that is and it's once you get to that point you understand like what people eat in the realms and yeah. how they subsist from day to day from an rpg point of view you kind of get the setting more yeah 100 percent. and i think that's it was a joke wasn't it when it first started and no one 
could get to the setting and it was like, oh, well, what, what do the farmers do? And then you got battled to people were mocking up battle to own farmers and stuff. But you do need something to latch onto. There needs to be a currency. There needs to be a trade. You know, these basic things that humans have done since Sumerian times, you need, you need that. So when it is explained, you're like, oh yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. You know, as you said earlier, the idea they lift these rocks from Gairan to produce water that makes all the sense in the world. That's like, yeah, of course. So that's what they can sell from the realm of life, you know? They, all these things, same as if you're traveling in snowy wastes, I bet a, a bit of realm stone from Akshi, a bit of firestone, is going to be worth its weight, you know? It, 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 oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it, it answers everything. And, and, and I really, as you say, once you're down to that level of, look, there's a reason why Game of Thrones got very popular. There's a reason why... Jack Vance writing got very popular because they went down to such a level where you, you it's talking about the food and what they're drinking and eating. You you are suddenly there. You get that visceral. Okay, uh, yeah. If I have to live on grubs and bugs, okay. You know, you immediately start thinking, oh, would it be like jungle life? You know, you know what I mean. You get you 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 start relating that way, and that's where it's hit now because. It's only six years old. Age of Sigmar is only it's, six yeah. years old. Look where Warhammer was. Fancy battle in six years. It was not as detailed as this. No God, way. No. no way. I mean, I mean, where it is now is on a par with. Um, it's definitely on a par with uh, with Iron Kingdoms for detail. Mm-hmm. It's definitely on a par with that. Yeah. Anyway, um, yes. so. I also I'm going to finish on my things about foods that I I yes. think are really interesting. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I love how in the realm of Gur, um, sea salt is a commodity to sell there. So you can come from Anvilgard with your crazy salt that you've mostly uh, sea salt that you you've taken from the coast as business there. Mm-hmm. Go through a realm gate and another one. Get to Gur. I think there's a realm gate to Gur in Anvilgard. I can't remember. Um, but you take it with you because in Gur. There's just so much meat. Like to, there's so many animals that meat is like their their primary food yes, staple. But the problem is, is curing it. So they're curing huge chunks of meat off like massive like bison and and mammoths and other strange creatures. And it's now we've got that. We can understand who trades with who and, and what. So like, you know, the realm of Chamon, there's settlements there where they they can't eat the plant life because it's like so infused fused with like heavy metals that are like yes. m- that cause mutations. Mm. So they're going to trade all their wonderful like potions and chemicals and weapons to, to travelers from Gur for meat and mm-hmm. to Gyron for water, uh, yeah. you know, a- uh, aqua, aqua yeah. garanus or, uh, and vice versa, they're they're you know they're going to get meats and stuff, and Gyron they're going to get metal because you know yeah. if you haven't got metal, the only thing you're really going to make weapons out of is again big fucking bones. Um, <laughs> so that's the thing now. I think we've got we've we've actually got a sense of economy between all the cities of Sigma now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Each of them makes sense, makes a reason for them to be in a place rather than just. Let's build a city here. It's now no this 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 no, and of course the realm gates will always provide that anyway. It's a logistical, um, they they will put down for logistical reasons. The 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 realm gate wars was a war of logistics because you effectively had the two forces were Sigmarite Sigmar who can reforge his soldiers 
and chaos who never really die. So it was never going to be about body count. It could never be about body count. It was always about logistics and taking places. And that's why the cities appeared. And now they've appeared, they're having this second wave of now this is what they're there for. Hmm. So of all these cities, yes. Um, I mean, the ones which, which you know, that we've learned a little bit, of, we know we know Hammerhall really well. We know yes. all the, the cities of, of Akshai, we know incredibly well. Uh, yes. Thanks to the role play game books as well, mm-hmm. and there's new ones like Bright Spear, which was comp- created yes. through the role play game. Yes, um, I think the, t- the ones which begin to now pop out even more are okay. things like uh, Excelsis, because mm-hmm. it's the main focus of a lot of plot, I believe, for the yes. for this edition. Yeah, uh, potentially Vindicarum will be. Zinch based because of that, the whole all to do with the the Bellacor's plans, you know. Yes. And then I would say the other one which I really like <laughs> is I'm not really a massive fan of Lethis actually. Um, oh. I'm more of a fan of Glimsforge. Um, uh, but I'm really <laughs> interested about Mist Misthaven. <laughs> yes. Um, but let's talk about Excelsis because we we don't want to go on too long. So let's talk about why Excelsis yeah. is freaking awesome. <laughs> I knew you'd love Misthaven, by the way. Um, I was just reading the uh, the column, and there are literally adventure seeds on the page about it. I'm just like, one run that, one run that. But okay, let's concentrate on Excelsis. So Excelsis is probably the primary city of Sigmar in the realm of uh, beasts in Gur. It has recently had a bit of a bad time. It was the focus of Broken Realms Kragnos, where once Kragnos woke up, he was all like, whoa. Like he he could see Excelsis and was like, "What the hell is this?" When I was around, you know, these people were were scrounging around in the in the in the fields. They weren't building cities. So he led a unified destruction horde to um, Excelsis and put it to siege. But it's actually really the events just before that that are really interesting and what make a really good RPG setting, I think, because you have this whole... There's there's a lot going on politically. There is a large um, religious sect rising um, who have this incredibly anti-elf sentiment to them. They're very much like... It's, it's a very bigoted religion. It's very, these elves aren't doing anything. Um, and actually, there's so much... So as you mentioned earlier, there is a shard in the centre of the city, which is the uh, sort of almost a source of both an economy. It's called the Spear of Malice. And it's Sigmarite, which is a metal, but this uh, gives prophecies and visions. And so it's doubly as value. Not only is it a raw material, it is also a mystical material. And there's sort of, there's the in a way, being surrounded by this makes the people a little bit um, kind of paranoid about other wizards, other magicians. And because elves have a very strong link to magic, especially Teclis, for example, um, there becomes this real sentiment of, well, the elves are ruining everything kind of thing. And a sectarian violence breaks out. Elves are accosted on the street and lynched in cases. Anyone who deals with them are, um, you know, similarly accosted. Then people who trade in magical items, of which, you know, it's the mortal realms, the place is flooded with them. They're suddenly you know, hauled up in front of makeshift courts or just or just put into gib- gibbets or just put in the stocks or just murdered, straight up murdered. And it becomes this kind of really horrible place to be. 
unless you're on the cult side. And even then, it's probably not great because you're still having to shave your head and whip yourself with uh, with chains. It has very sort of echoes of end times um uh, Warhammer, I think. You know, the, these prophecies mm-hmm. are more and more of, hey, this force is coming to smash this city. And rather than go, okay, we should probably unify and defend it then, they're going, well, it's the elves' fault that this prophecy is happening, so let's get rid of the elves. So it really weakens the city to the point where Excelsis is on the coast and it's the realm of beasts. So there are disgustingly huge sea creatures in, in the uh, in the waters. And the city is kept safe by Scourge Privateers, who are the elves who sail. They have the Black Arks and they uh, have been sort of guarding the sea flank of the city. As the siege goes on, there's a point where they just go because they're just like, do you know what? Actually, forget you. You're, um, you've been lynching our friends. So they go. So Excelsis is a real, it kind of smacks of, for me when I read it, and this is quite probably a bit heavier than I think they expected, it felt very last days of Berlin in a way. <laughs> you had these literal shaved head skinheads going round impressing people to the front, you know, giving them a spear and saying, go and stand on this wall and you're going to have to poke a gargan in the face. You had, you know, persecution. I, I'm not, I'm, I should be clear, I'm not comparing the persecution of people in Nazi Berlin to a fantasy game um, at all. But it's that sort of mood, I think, is the way to put it. It was that feeling of this is a city that's consuming itself when it's about to get wiped off the map, basically. So it's kind of a very grim and dark setting, and you could set a very interesting game before, when these cults are rising. During the siege, you could have a, a almost, a, you know, a getting people out, or getting people to safety, or what are those ogres doing? They look a bit suspicious. Maybe we should check them out. Um, and maybe after, you know, the, the remnants, what happens afterwards... Um, so that's my pitch for why Excelsior should have its own source book, really, because I think there's so much you can do with it. Interesting. Yeah, I, one of the things that stood out was the um, the glim- the glimmerings, their their currency. Mm. These these pebbles made of polished uh, sigmarite that are mined from the the spear, mm-hmm. and they are bartered as a currency. But they but their mystical energy can be used up for a a small vision, as it were. Mm-hmm. And the the fact that using them that way can become um, can become addictive, uh, because and that's leads to the paranoia element. I think that's a really crazy crazy form of currency in a city. Um, yeah. But yeah, the idea of a, a constantly paranoid city is um, is interesting. Is really interesting, and just the 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 idea of this huge you know this huge mountain more than that of uh, of of sigmarite just stuck in the mm. stuck in the bay which yeah. floating wizards towers are around as as people are mining it for stuff yeah. it's just it's just such a, a crazy thing yeah. to to kind of comprehend it's um, so in, in a great way then like the thing obviously i just briefly looked over misthaven and basically misthaven's tortuga um, yes. it's 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 solidly tortuga it's a city made of ships yeah. so it's not even like it's a bit like Anvilgard, and then it's not yeah um, it's like venice slash tortuga slash you know yeah absolutely but what a city again, to it, a game in oh. 
again, it's 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 the realm of of shadows. So skullduggery and and intrigue is part and parcel of it. You can have a very heavy, uh, you know, scourge privateer, um, darkling covens led story. Again, they're going to have a very complex relationship with with uh, Marathi and her her temples. Um, it's just open to a lot and lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think that's the thing. Can I read out two the thing we've now got for for mistake? Yeah, go on. Literally, this is the, these are the good guys. <laughs> Don't forget. Rumors tell that the foggy canals of Misthaven are filled with slick-skinned, once humans that imbibed too much oil of glatch and were transformed into something terrible and endlessly hungry. That's a wonderful, hmm. like, murder mystery right there. And the second one is, more mysterious still are the lanternmen, who sol- those solemn, hooded figures who warn the populace of imminent danger by tolling their sonorous harbour bells when the mists roll in and the terrors concealed within them. Brilliant. Like, that's two atmospheric things there that you could you could run a campaign off that kind of stuff. For sure. Um, and I think that's the main thing with, with this edition, and I think that the strength mm-hmm. of this book... This book doesn't feel like a War Games book. No, you know? this, not at this, all. This, this, is the, this is Games Workshop finally going, we understand how how the setting really works now. Like, we really have a feel for it. I mean, like, we've also got um, Settler's Gain, The Enlightened City, which is this kind of, like, uh, crystal future punk mixed in with Prince of Persia. And, or, also, the artwork kind of looks a bit like, you know, pre-Empire Coruscant. It's kind of got that, like, huge kind of those pavilions and so forth. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a city that's going to be filled with Lumineth, but obviously we know they're elves, so you can't trust them. Um, so there's going to be something dark and dangerous happening b- beneath all of this. Um, Absolutely. Well, we know that. Just... Did, did you read the short fiction about the human that went to study in that city? The, the... Uh, no, I've not read that bit yet, no. It's it's just a short one that... Shall I sp- can I spoil? Or is yeah, it, do the spoilers, you... yeah. So he goes to Settler's Gain and as a student, basically, of the magical arts, and it's told in a series of letters um, back to his um, lover who's at a different city. And basically, the, it's like a massive re-education camp. You go, and when you get to a certain point, the Luminef take you off somewhere, and then you come back, and the Luminef are your friends. And everything the Luminef say and do is right. And it's like really, it's a brainwash factory, basically, for the Lumineff to uh, to get more humans sort of to spread the good word of Teclas. It's very, very cult-like. And obviously, when you've got that environment, um, and I can see from the artwork, and I can understand why the uh, the Cypher Lords from yes. uh, Warcry yes. can easily masquerade in that kind of setting because yes. they're duplicitous bastards working <laughs> in amongst duplicitous bastards. Um, yes. So what's the problem? Um, I think to finish <laughs> up then, I mean, we haven't yes. said, I mean, the, the role-play take-homes, okay, I think the role-play mm-hmm. take-homes we've got in here is that A, we've got some gorgeous maps so we can understand the world a bit better. Yeah. B, Every realm that's had a lot of detail now, I think all the realms now have one iconic 
city in this yes. book to find what how people live there. The, the and obviously it's not is Azir. Azir is still the, the sort of the locked yeah. away one, but that there's a reason for that. I think I think we'll we'll I think we will discover more as the edition goes on. Yeah. So there's tons of scope for places to go, things to do, uh, you know, travel between one city to another using realm gates. Uh, you know, there's an opportunity where if you've got a mixed party of soulbound, depending on which city and realm you go to, your uh, affiliation will likely get you know you in through certain doors where in other realms and cities it maybe would be a hindrance so there's that element it's clear that every city described in here has some very interesting plot hooks i've got nothing to do with the war game everything to do about living in the city yeah. about how people survive there what they eat uh what what they strive against to keep the city going so that links into like endeavors that your characters can do i think that's the most important element to this yes and I think we just got a really str- you get a strong idea of like the grandeur of the of the setting, yeah, and and really where as soulbound you can be pinged across the realms trying to solve people's problems because you are the suicide squad of the Warhammer world uh, yeah. of the mortal realms, um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to pick one city, then I guess you're going to pick Excelsis as your location to run roleplay. Yeah. Of the new ones, um, yeah. I, I just need to clarify that. The I have new a ones, huge yeah. Soft spot for Brightspear. I love Brightspear as a city. So, but if I had to pick one from using the Warhammer Age of Sigmar core book as my source book, I would go for Excelsis. Yeah. And I would say I would definitely pick Misthaven. Yeah. Uh, Excelsis was definitely a close second on that one mm-hmm. um, and yeah I think that's all we can really say I mean it's it's an yeah. impressive edition yeah. um, compa- I think comparatively to the 40k rule book I think it's got better yes. info in it yeah <laughs> actually it's I, think it's, I think it's it's definitely way more interesting in some respects um, and there's just there's still more to come. Like I mean, yeah. we we've we've seen Teclas's Luminous. We've still yet to witness whatever the hell Tyrion's up to. We've <laughs> yeah, got Malarian's. We've got Malarian's deal. I mean, yeah. Tecla, uh, Tyrion is spoke of, spoken of briefly in the book on the I can't remember on the coming of elves. I think it is. Right, there's yeah. a section there. Um, yeah, and Hello. I think also we get certain sections, time periods are kind of like covered quite well, like Dark Omens and and Which the Necroquake are, yeah, are covered. Really cool. Yeah, uh, you can play a historical game. You could play, hey, let's play Soulbound, but back in yeah, Malign Portents. You know, the Necroquake hasn't occurred yet, but we're we're going to Shaish to see what's happening. You you can play the setting now has history, and you can you can jump into that history. Yeah, and the other thing is because your soul bound can be bound by any of the gods of order in since yes. the Champions of Order book. That also means these cities are like the likely can be then the likely home base for your soul bound, depending upon who yeah. binds them. So like um so like Misthaven would make sense if Marathi soul bound you. God, is that a, can yeah. Marathi soul bound? Um, soul bound? So she must the... be able to. 
The Soul Binding is an interesting one. It's still, in the Champions of Order book, they've explained it a bit more. Yes, you you can. I think any god can do it, but at the at the end of it, you still belong to Sigma. Kind of, I think he has the yeah. uh, first refusal. I think a lot of. I don't think he needs a god to create a soulbound group, um, but I'm sure Marathi could. But I think basically Sigma would override former loyalties because that has now been talked about. How there are daughters of Cain, as you mentioned very early on. Who yeah. are part of the soulbound, or maybe even not, and are like, whoa, 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 hang on, you are a high priestess, you're not Cain, like to Marathi, you know, that it'd be like if the Pope said, I'm Jesus now, you know, how, how many people would be like, well, hang on, no, um, it's so that's really interesting. And actually, before I forget, what else is coming in a couple of months? Champions of Death, we're talking yes. about it from a, a soulbound order perspective. We're going to get to be the goodies soon. We get to play as uh, the flesh eater courts and the um, the disciples of Nagash. And again, like they all have a different feel depending upon which realm uh, they hail from. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's already again, you know, the Dead Walkers, uh, the zombie models that came out recently, um, oh, yeah. are pretty much iconic of zombies from the realm of life. They've got like yes. vines growing through them. <laughs> But zombies will depend upon where they come from. I could imagine, oh, I, that'd be really good. I mean, I don't think they'd be the most exciting models to sculpt to make them look uh -huh. like that. But like um, dead walkers from Akshai are just like yes. charred bodies yeah. that are Horrible shambling around. Bodies. And yeah, well, like my flesh is constantly falling from them. Are the, uh, are the blister yeah. skin who are the vampires that worship yeah. the sun. Which is brilliant. Like, what a brilliant thing for vampires to worship. <laughs> what I want to know from the... Um, to see if it comes up in the uh, Champions of Death book, the really yeah. important thing is, is, of course, not all necromancers in the... Uh, not all necromancers and not all people in uh, the realm of Shaish, of course, mm -hmm. are fans of Nagash. Yeah, absolutely. So... I would like to see if the depowering of Nagash, you know, I say depowering, but you know, the, the yes. bitch slap, yeah. so he's but, not so yeah, the, yeah, the banishment, active. Yeah. Does that mean potentially some vampires are freed of his will to a degree? Ooh. Hey. Then we're into Vampire yeah. Hunter D kind of territory. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Or necromancers who are into, like... We're into... We're into anti-hero territory with yeah. with a, a vampire and maybe potentially, you know, some uh, night haunt type character mm. who's dead, who's like, if I can if I can do all the right things, does that cleanse my soul and I could get reforged? Um Yeah, yeah, which is brilliant. Really fun to yeah. explore. Because Nagash really holds the night haunt hostage really he's the one yes he does him in this eternal torment isn't he well, so, doesn't yeah. doesn't didn't bellacor like steal the bones of lady olinda yes yeah he, he took like there's so a lot, there's so much going on it's great it's genuinely like i compare it to when l5r was in its real stride and things were just happening and you're kind of excited to be in it you know um there's so much stuff like that yeah yeah um, right, well, that's basically it. I mean, that's kind of our gut feeling on things. Um, yeah. Obviously, if you want to make a Cities of Sigma army from um, from uh, Gyron, you should 
find a way of getting some giant scarabs for your uh, pistolers to ride on now because oh they're God. described shell riders of the 68th yeah. Veldgard ride on giant <laughs> scarabs. Like, hold on a minute, Games Workshop doesn't even produce that. Like, yeah, this is insane. <laughs> That's um, so cool. uh, it's there's a lot of fun things happening, uh, yeah. and there's a lot of scope for conversions and ultimately yeah. a lot of scope for role play, um, yeah. with various beasties and ideas. Uh, so to finish off, Rob, where can they find you and all of your interesting content? Um, I have got my own podcast, as mentioned earlier, the Realm of Fire podcast. We're on Spotify, we're on Podbean and Overcast. I don't do the technical side, so I don't really know. But we're, we're wherever you can find Darker Days Radio and Dark Hammer, you should be able to find us. Um, we've got Instagram as well, realm underscore of yeah. underscore fire underscore podcast. We're there. Uh, me and Brendan do that. And really, if you want to talk to me, either the Darker Days Radio uh, Discord or the Full Metal RPG Discord under Jelly Rovers, that's me. Yep. And so Realm of Fire is, I would say, more focused on the miniatures game side yeah. of the settings. Yes, very. But, yeah. you know, we talk about the, the miniatures. We talk about the community as well, and that's what we're our next yeah. phone. We've just hit our... We're about to hit our 10 episodes and then the next sort of batch is going to be more about the community the fandoms uh the problems within said fandom (laughs) um... (laughs) well if you've ever worked in a games workshop store (laughs) which i have um... (laughs) yes we tales from the front line i think would be the uh would be the segment oh yeah (laughs) yeah that's definitely true um cool excellent and obviously uh if people are interested in more about uh, the worlds of Warhammer RPGs uh, and have some ideas or comment or critique of this episode and all of our previous stuff, then you can contact us either on Facebook, Dark Days Radio, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Dark Days Radio. You can also come over to our Discord and of course you can email us at darkdaysradio at gmail.com. But that is everything for this very quick slice of the yes. role play side of Age of Sigma 3E. So again, yeah. thank you, Rob, for taking time out for chatting That's with me about this because you pleasure. read this and one of the novels. So that helps. Um, yes. Hopefully next time uh, we'll be doing some, I want to say we're going to do some 40k. I need to figure out which time in, uh, in Darkhammer from a role play perspective. Oh, fuck. I think I'm going to have to talk about <laughs> cast gods. That's going to get icky. It was Why bad enough to talk about gene stealers. Uh, Why don't hell. you talk about Demonculaba and all that crap? <laughs> oh God! Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yes. I mean, I mean, that's. A, I mean, Precipice is great, and obviously the one thing that we really haven't talked about because it's still we don't know when it's going to get produced again. Orphan Khan in Curse City. Orphan Khan's great. Yeah, oh my God! Right. Orphan Khan is a solidly good roleplay setting. Yeah. I am jazzed to play Soulbound at the moment now. I'm going to go get all my books out and put them on the floor. I really want to play in a, in an ongoing campaign at some point because I've yeah. run some. I wouldn't mind running some more. Um, I need to run Vampire, uh, which, <laughs> ooh, yeah, that might be something coming up on the stream soon is some Vampire. Anyway, that's everything for now. So yes. goodbye, suckers, and we'll see you next time. Bye.